This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And if you're thinking of spicing up your floors, our guests this afternoon have lots of solutions, whether it's carpeting, wood, laminate, We'll talk to the folks at End of the Roll. First, though, here's a look at the consumer news headlines from the past week. Canadian flight attendants say they are getting just too much abuse from passengers as the COVID-19 pandemic grinds on. The Canadian Union of Public Employees says flight attendants have noticed an increase in bad behavior over the summer and it's continuing into the fall They say verbal altercations with passengers are common and flight attendants' mental health is uh, being put at risk. Many of the problems stem from passengers who refuse to obey the federal requirements to wear a face mask on board. Transport Canada data shows reported incidents of passenger non-compliance with the mask mandate spiked over the summer. But CUPE says the numbers actually downplay the problem. They say only the most serious incidents are reported, but flight attendants deal with confrontations and rudeness every day. And if you're on a plane, uh, just remember, the flight attendants don't make the rules about masks. They only have to do their jobs and keep you wearing the mask. YouTube announced uh, this past Wednesday it will block all anti-vaccine content on its site. And it's more than just COVID-19 vaccine disinformation. The ban also includes content that alleges any vaccine causes or certain vaccines cause chronic health effects or content that contains misinformation on the substances in vaccines. Examples of content that won't be allowed on YouTube include claims that the flu vaccine causes infertility and that the MMR shot, which protects against measles, mumps, and rubella, can cause autism, according to YouTube's policies. It means YouTube will ban channels associated with some very prominent anti-vaccine activists, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Joseph Mercola. Mercola is an American doctor who is very anti-vaccine, and also makes a lot of money on sites like YouTube selling alternative dietary supplements and medical devices. And this past Thursday was the day to recognize Indigenous survivors of residential schools and mourn for those children who never came home. It was the first National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Jerome Beauchamp with the Orange Shirt Society says it's a step in the right direction. The Orange Shirt Society is based in Williams Lake, where Orange Shirt Day started in 2013 by Phyllis Webstad. She is an Indigenous woman who was sent to St. Joseph's Mission Residential School in Williams Lake in the 1970s when she was only six years old. And on her first day, she was wearing a new orange shirt that her grandmother had bought her. And when she arrived, it was, a, it was taken away. Ms. Webstad says, now the color orange has always reminded me of that experience. And she says it showed her that her feelings didn't matter at the residential school and no one cared. And she felt like she wasn't worth nothing. And because of that, the orange shirt has now come to symbolize everything that was stolen 
when 150,000 First Nations, Inuit, and Métis children were taken from their families and confined in conditions that constituted cultural genocide over the course of 150 years. The nonprofit organization says seeing people across the country now wearing orange is a sign of encouragement and acknowledgement. This is Vancouver Consumer, and when we come back, we've got some uh, great ideas if you're thinking of fixing up your floors, whether it's carpeting, laminate, wood, end of the roll has got it all, and we'll talk to them next. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to think about something we, we don't often think about, our floors. They are a big part of our house, and uh, our, our guest right now knows that all too well. Mark Basie from End of the Roll is with us. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, Martin. How are you doing? Very, very well. Um, I'm very uh, interested to see you, you have, uh, if you go to endoftheroll.com, you've got kind of a new logo. That's kind of neat. Yeah, we uh, we sort of updated the logo to sort of refresh our look overall. You know, I mean, obviously our company's been around for over 30 years now, almost 40 actually. And uh, the logo hasn't changed a lot in that time, but, you know, a lot of our business has. Uh, you know, primarily when we opened, we were very heavy on the carpet side of things. But even over, you know, since the mid-90s, we've really been uh, transforming into what the flooring that people want, which is hard surfaces, laminates luxury vinyl, some hardwood. Uh, and we just felt the logo, you know, wasn't really re- reflective of who we are today. So we just did a little bit of a refresh. It still looks familiar. Uh, so it'll look very similar to, you know, the, the end of the role that everyone knows. Um, but now it's just kind of got a bit more of a look that represents a bit of, of what we have to offer today. Yeah, because like you say, you've been around forever. End of the roll. We've got nine stores in the lower mainland, four on the island. And uh, I mean, it's in the name, end of the roll, because you originally were selling uh, end of the roll pieces of carpeting as well as carpeting, but it's way more than carpeting. Um, and and you have a lot of stuff in stock. That's the thing about end of the roll. You can, you, you don't just like look at something uh on a, you know, in a catalog or like a little sample. And then most of the time you have it in stock, you can get it right away. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of the, the, one of the best parts about, you know, the, the flooring center we have now is that if there's something you want to take home and work on this weekend, whether it's a small family room uh, or in top floor of your house, you can go in and generally find the product that you're looking for. So for example, if you're looking for some gray laminate, you can walk into the store, uh, find the sample that you like and take that home and start the project that day. So, you know, it's much more in line with uh, the DIYer in terms of being able, you know, not to like order it in four weeks for it to come in, et cetera, et cetera. You can actually grab it and take it home today. And that's sort of the benefit of having all the inventory in the stores available. And, you know, the other thing too, is we find when you go and you pick up a sample and you take it home, and although you can do that with our stores, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes to tell exactly how it's going to look in your house. So, you know, when you see the inventory in our stores, you'll see like four or five big planks put together so you can get a more accurate representation of what it's going to look like rather than just a small sample square like you could pick up at some of the big box stores, which really allows people to sort of see what's going to happen in their home. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just for DIY types. So if you don't know what you're doing, you can, you can get flooring and get somebody to put it in. But I want to talk about your project because the last time we talked to you, I I think you were kind of knee deep in it. The last time we talked, Uh, you, you did a big flooring uh, project and you did it yourself at home. So how's it going? 
Yeah, so I think last time we talked, I was sort of in, right in the middle of the project. And uh, obviously, I know people in flooring, and I could have easily had this installed by, <laughs> you know, one of the professional installers within our company. Um, but I just felt like, you know, we're such a DIY company, you know, that we, I really should get that experience of what is it like, what are the challenges that our customers are facing, you know, what are the things we can help them with, et cetera. So I was like, I'm going to do this myself. It wasn't a ton of flooring. It's about a thousand square feet or so. Um, but it was enough that it was going through, you know, all the houses and I chose or, or through the whole main floor of the house. And um, I chose a product that specifically didn't need to have transitions between, you know, the bedrooms and the living room. Uh, it was able to go the whole, whole length of the house. The products you'll right. need to put transitions between the rooms, depending on how, what the instructions on the manufacturer say. This particular product, I didn't have, and that caused numerous issues because you sort of have to cut around the door jams and make the pieces fit. So it's a little bit like Lego in that regard. Right. Um, so the, now that I've, I've had the whole floor done and it's been done for, for a few weeks now, I can definitely say that installing your own floor uh, is very much a DIY project if you're into it, but it is going to be a bit more work than you think it is. I remember when I sat down to do this, I was like, yeah, it's a few days worth of work for sure. It ended up taking me, you know, about a week and a half in total to get the whole thing laid down. Uh, and most of that was just, you don't realize necessarily how complex some of the cuts have to be. And I, I'm not a professional installer. Uh, so there's a little bit of a learning curve that happens there. And there were more than a few boards that were sacrificial in terms of learning, oh, I can't cut that way, or I had the board turned around, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it took a little bit of a learning curve to do it, but I'm glad I did it because uh, now I can kind of see what the challenges are that people are facing when they're putting their floors in themselves. You know, the, the advice that we can do in terms of being able to give them better tools to help them so that they don't make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. And I, I know if it was me, I, I probably wouldn't shut up about it either. I'd be very, but you must be proud of, of, of when, every time you walk on it. Yeah. I, you know, anytime someone looks at the floor and says it looks great, you know, I, I make sure people know that I did it myself because they won't believe that, you know, they know that I work in the flooring industry. Like, well, you know, people, why would you do it? Um, and I have to explain them that's that point. And we took photos through the whole process. At some point, this is going to be for content on the website. So people will be able to see the work that we did and what it looked like before and, and the, the different prep that we had to make uh, happen in order to make it look as good as it does. But when, you know, I, and again, people that come through, they look at it and it looks really good. And I knew, you know, I did have access to resources where I could call up the manufacturer and the people there to make sure I was using the product correctly. Um, so that, that kind of helped the, the process of it. I want to make sure this is as good as possible. If we were going to use it uh, to show people how to do things, I want to make sure I wasn't doing it wrong. Because uh, the last thing that we want to do is like, you know, I know when you DIY, sometimes they could be like, ah, you know, that's good enough. This is good enough. I wanted to make right. sure anything I was doing here wasn't just good enough. I wanted to make sure it was done right and to show people how to do it right. So, you know, I really want to, to you know, work and ensure everything I was doing, making sure I was giving my tolerances, making sure I was connecting the boards properly and making sure I was making the cuts properly just to make sure, you know, when we show people how we did this, uh, that it's not going to be giving anybody any advice they, you know, they can't use. This is Vancouver Consumer. We're talking to Mark Basie uh, from End of the Roll. Endoftheroll.com is the website. They've got nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. And Mark is telling us about his big DIY project because um, you, you mentioned it. You have a really nice sort of system in place for people who want to try to do it themselves. They're, gonna, they're not going to be left on their own at End of the Roll uh, if they're doing it themselves, are they? No, and the big thing there, too, is, you know, making sure you get the right product for the job that you're trying to do. 
you know, some people that are, you know, DIYing, you know, they may think back to a product that they used, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know how to use that. I know what that's about. And they'll come in and ask about it. You know, for example, if they if they did something with laminate, you know, in the in the late 90s or early 2000s, they might think it's very similar to what it is now. But laminate, as for example, has changed so much in 20 years. It's it's not even the same product. It's very different in terms of uh, how it will operate, how it will perform, and it may or may not be the best product for you. So uh, when you're looking at things like luxury vinyl plank, which is generally uh, a product that's even more DIY friendly, you know that may be a better product for you. So when you go into stores and you're looking at you know, getting a, for example, a gray plank of flooring, you know, may not be laminate. It may not be luxury vinyl. It really depends on what you're, you know, what you're using it for and what you need. And then the the flooring advisors will help you, you know, direct you towards products that they think are going to perform well and perform well within your budget. Because obviously, you know, you can, if you have all the money in the world, uh, you can spend a ton on, but you may not need, you know, that commercial grade wear a layer if it's being used you know in a bedroom for example you're just paying a lot of extra money for some for protection that you don't really need because it'll never reach that level of wear right. yeah the main advantage of, of working with the end of the world flooring advisor is making sure you're getting into the right product and then once that happens they'll be able to show you you know the best way to install and of course they're always available if you have questions about that so i guess the big question is what did you choose for because you you mentioned you you it was just one thing that that it was all uh, around the main floor. So what what product did you choose? Yeah, so I chose the Torley's laminate product. The main reason for that, well, there's two main reasons. So first of all, I was against getting laminate, and I thought you know luxury vinyl is the future. I want to get that product, uh, and that's been around for a little while now, where it's sort of been the the standard that people use. But when I started looking into it, and the way that you know my house is from 1960, so it's not it ain't new, <laughs> so it's got a few right. blemishes on it. And making sure, you know, the flooring that you're going to put in, you want to make sure that the floor, it doesn't have to be level, but it does have to be flat. You can't have big dips and humps within it. But with an imperfect floor, what can happen is if you're not buying a quality product, uh, the click-together systems and everything else that go into it may not hold together very well. So the product that I use from Torley's, it really allowed me to ensure that the, the planks wouldn't fail. They wouldn't uh, pull apart, even if there were a few uh, slight uh, inaccuracies underneath the floor. And then the other thing was it allowed me to go, you know, all the way across the whole house without having to have any transitions because the way the product works and it's the way it shrinks and expands with humidity in the home, it really allowed it so I could go that distance without having transitions. So when you walk from the living room to the bedroom, it's just all one floor. Right. And it looks great. But I guess you also have to think about uh, who's using the floor. Uh, if you have, like, for example, a big dog or something, you want to make sure it's the right kind of floor. Yeah, and that's a big one, too. So a lot of people love the hardwood look, but generally speaking, hardwood is not going to hold up well uh, to, to you know the wear and tear of a big dog, for example. It's going to get pretty roughed up pretty quickly. Now, we're a dog family, so having laminate you know, with a good wear layer is important to us. You, the dog can walk on it. It generally won't cause any major issues with the floor. The floor will keep looking good for a long time. So if you yeah. have pets, if you have children, you know, depending on if you're using it in an entryway that gets muddy, all that kind of stuff is going to impact the type of flooring that you should get. Uh, the reason, you know, that laminate, much like luxury vinyl, it still has a really strong wear layer on top. So not like hardwood, it's not going to, you know, start to look beat up within a few months of the dog running around on it, which is nice. Yeah, because I hear upstairs, I hear the dog running around, the ticka, 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 ticka. And I just get this feeling like, oh, the floor is getting destroyed. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, pets are a big one for sure. Kids is another one. People don't realize how hard 
kids can be on floors. You know, we have a five-year-old and he's crashing his Legos and his dinky cars, everything into the floor. I don't even think twice about this product, you know, uh, that we've put in here. Cause I knew going in that I'd want something that could hold up well. And so every time he crashes his Legos and his cars into the floor, you know, I do take a peek, but for the most part, you know, there's, there's, it looks just as good as the day I installed it. So. Yeah. So I guess when people come in to enter the role, uh, any of the nine stores in the lower mainland, four on the island, uh, I, I guess a lot of people probably think they want one thing and then they see all the different products and then they realize, oh, wait a second, there's some other solutions here that uh, might be better. Yeah. And I mean, you know, one thing that happens a lot, especially to people that have, have known us for a long time, uh, is they'll come in, you know, for a carpet related product. And, you know, like, well, we're just finishing the build or we're just finishing the reno and we need some carpet for the bedroom. Oh, I wish I'd have known you had X, Y, Z. We would have put the rest of this in our house. Because the one thing that people know, but under the rule, generally speaking, is our prices are really competitive. We have some of the best pricing on, on flooring products. Um, they don't always realize that we have hard surfaces. And that's, that's where, you know, the consumer really gets an advantage where you can come in, you get all the great advantages that you got with our pricing on carpet, but you get the same thing in hard surfaces because we're a stocking dealer. So the, the biggest surprise is that if they don't know that we have hard surfaces and they think of us still as a carpet company, they come in and they're like, oh, man, I wish I'd have known you had all this. And then the second thing is, is just, you know, flooring technology, how much it's changed uh, over the years in terms of how the, the different planks are built. So, you know, we talk a lot about luxury vinyl and the, these, these planks that you can pick up at pretty much any big box store. And they're really thin and they tend not to be all that durable and there's some issues with them. So what they've done over the years uh, is they've sort of refined uh, the process for how they build these luxury vinyl planks so that now they're um, built with a stone core uh, backing to them. So it's not so flimsy and not so likely to crack and break. So that's a product that in, in our stores you'll see quite a bit of. It's probably the one that we carry the most of because it is so durable. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one is a, a loose lay product that doesn't even need to click together. You just lay it down and it lays loose on the floor, but because of its weight and thickness and everything else, all the planks essentially are individually. You could pull them all up individually, but you don't even need to click them together or worry about them. And that's, you know, near bulletproof flooring. Wow. Well, Mark Basie is uh, end of the role, uh, end of the role.com, uh, nine stores in the lower mainland, four on the island. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk more about these different products because they're, they're, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the, the amount of choice they have and it can suit your lifestyle perfectly, uh, whether it's uh, laminate, uh, vinyl, luxury vinyl, hardwood, softwood, cork, bamboo. We'll talk about all of it when we return. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and with me now is Mark Basie from End of the Roll. You can see everything they have at endoftheroll.com, including their new logo. Uh, nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. And uh, Mark has just finished his big DIY project. Very proud of himself. And uh, I, I think it's really smart you did that because, it, uh, because, like you say, you could just get one of all your many installers who know exactly what they're doing uh, but you did it and you get a sense of what the customer goes through and uh, and and you can serve people even better because of that yeah it, you know the the i mean people don't forget a lot of the time like it's not just a a business that we're running like we're all people that have homes and families and all that just like the people that are coming into our store so you know, we face the same challenges that everybody else faces. And I think it's important to take a look at, you know, the products that we're offering. We get a lot of feedback from customers, but 
uh, pretty much everyone in the company uh, is using the products that we sell. You know, obviously there, there's an advantage there where there's a company discount for employees and those kind of things. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's those everyday uses where we can see, hey, how is this product holding up? Uh, how, is it, how is the usability of it? What does it look like? Uh, what are the different scenarios where it makes sense and doesn't make sense? So whenever we have the opportunity, we always try to do those things uh, to just be more informed. Now, we already, you know, try to inform ourselves as much as possible, but there's nothing quite like getting your hands dirty and, and digging in and trying to do like the install yourself, working with the product yourself. Because it's one thing to see a marketing point that says easy to install. It's another thing <laughs> to actually get down on your hands and knees and install it and find out exactly what it's like. Right. And end of the role has a contest right go- going on right now. What Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's no secret. I guess it's been a rough year for everybody. Uh, and uh, our clientele is mostly made up of homeowners. So, you know, we how can we sort of help homeowners and give back uh, in, in what's been a, a relatively tough year? And we've, uh, we've put together this contest where we're going to pay someone's mortgage uh, for an entire year. So basically, oh, wow. if you go to endoftheroll.com, uh, you'll see it splashed all over the website. Uh, it costs nothing. You don't have to do anything. You just have to go to the website and you'll be able to enter your info and, and uh, enter to win uh, your mortgage payments for an entire year. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that would take take a, a bit of the edge off. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. 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 We're just trying to find a way to, you know, when we look at how homeowners have fared over this last year and the struggles, some of the struggles that had, and, you know, obviously our, our clientele for the general population is mostly homeowners. Uh, we, we see what they're going through, the different challenges that they have. So we found this is a good way to sort of give back and, and you know, look at, you know, how can we help our, our main customer base? And, and this was uh, a good way we figured. So how are things going in terms of COVID and the, the regulations that we still have? Uh, how is it affecting the experience of people going into the stores um, at end of the roll? Yeah, I think generally speaking, uh, across the entire country, you know, your local health department's going to have different regulations. Uh, for the lower mainland and the island mostly, um, we've had really clear communication from the government in terms of what's required. And most of our stores uh, have gone above and beyond the basic requirements uh, just to make sure the shopping experience is really good. So not only are we following all the guidelines, but uh, the, the capacity limits and masking and everything that's required a lot of our stores are even going further than that uh, just to make sure the experience is really comfortable. Now we're lucky. We're a lot luckier than some other businesses in terms of, you know, when you walk into our store, for those that aren't familiar, it's, it's a big warehouse. So there's lots of space for everybody. You know, for the most part, it's really high ceilings. The ventilation's really good. So we were sort of inadvertently ahead of the game on this uh, in terms of making a good shopping experience. Um, but yeah, all of our stores, you know, we, we really try our best to make sure a customer, when they come in, they feel comfortable in the store. They have the space that they need. Um, our salespeople will not be right up in your face the moment you walk in. Uh, they'll make sure they give you the space to feel comfortable and, and uh, all the precautions required. Yeah, and I guess you go to endoftheroll.com, you can see all the products, but there's nothing like actually, uh, you know, getting up close and seeing them in real life because, you know, these are things that will be in your home. Yeah, and the, the, that's the best part about our stores. I sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but going in and being able to touch the actual planks that you're going to be putting in your home uh, or feel carpet that you want to put in the bedroom, uh, it's much different than dealing with just a small sample size. Like there's, you know, most flooring stores, the vast majority are, are going to have small samples. You can come in, you could take a look, maybe even take that small sample home. They'll order it. It'll be in in a few weeks. 
uh, et cetera, or even longer. Uh, actually, one challenge that we've found now with um, a lot of firing, like most supply channels across North America, uh, getting products in and out of Canada uh, has been really difficult, which is why you're seeing things like automobile shortages in yeah. terms of new car sales. But that's one area that, that flooring manufacturers have faced as well. The advantage with end of the role is we're a stocking dealer. So even when there are supply chain challenges, our stores have still been loaded up, filled with flooring. So we've been able to sort of meet the challenge where other flooring stores, it might take 8, 12 weeks to get the flooring in. It's already in stock at our store, and they've been able to take it home today. But yeah, getting yeah, it in the store and being able to feel it and, and put it in your hands and know exactly what you're going to be getting in your home is a, a huge advantage for the homeowner. For sure. Yeah, and and that's a really important point you just made about uh, about stock because because uh, if if you if it's out of stock you can you can find all of a sudden the price has gone up or something like that but you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and I mean, like without getting too much into the economics of things, it's the the, the pandemic really has. Um, put a lot of supply chains in a lot of different industries in a tough position. And whether you're getting products from Europe or the United States or China or wherever it's from, it's pretty much, it only takes one small disruption to sort of wave through the whole chain. Uh, so if you, if you aren't a stocking dealer, it's put, you know, some, some foreign providers in some real tough positions, but homeowners, you know, uh, or any type of construction or renovation, you know, lumber crisis that sort of happened where lumber prices skyrocketed, you know, one advantage with end of the rule where we sort of were able to help our consumers is we already had all this stuff in stock. So we didn't, there was no need to raise prices through the roof like some other um, companies had to do in order to maintain their supply chain and be competitive. We, you know, walking into our stores, like, and actually even, you know, I was just down visiting the stores in the lower mainland to see how they were faring. And uh, the, the, a lot of the stores were overstocked. Like they had so much stock that it was touching the ceiling in some cases. So, you know, if you're looking for a good time to go and explore different types of flooring, now is a great time. Like we've never had more stock. And part of that is we don't want to ever be in a position where because we are a stocking dealer, we don't ever want our inventory to get tight. So we always try to make sure we're hanging on to lots of it and knowing that the supply chain disruptions can happen. We probably overordered a bit. So <laughs> we made sure we had lots for consumers. We tell people to come in. We have lots of stock. Definitely didn't want to break that promise. Uh, even with the supply chain issues that have been happening. Yeah, go to endoftheroll.com and uh, you can find out where the the nine stores in the lower mainland, there's four on the island and and let's talk uh Mark about uh, some of the some of the products uh cuz you've mentioned luxury vinyl. Uh there's hardwood, softwood, cork, bamboo. Um first of all, luxury vinyl. Define luxury vinyl. Yeah, it's kind of a weird term. Uh you know, I've never really enjoyed that term because it's not yeah. very descriptive. It's kind of a weird term, but basically, you know, everybody is familiar with the old linoleum products that came on a big roll and it would be in kitchens at the eighties. Um, you know, that, that's sort of, you know, also considered a vinyl, a vinyl roll. Uh, and then what they did is they basically cut that up into planks. They realized it'd make it look like wood, put it a bit of back on it. And then it was, uh, uh, something that installed like laminate, but was durable as well. And what they found early on in the process, you know, early, 2000s, mid 2000s, is that the product wasn't all that durable when you cut it up into planks. So there was a lot of <laughs> failure rates and that kind of stuff. And then it kind of, you know, if it was used in the perfect situation, it worked out pretty well. But otherwise, you know, it could be, it could have been a bit of trouble. And anybody that installed luxury vinyl in, you know, 15 years ago probably knows what I'm talking about. Since then, though, technology, you know, they looked and said, well, this is a really durable product. It's waterproof. You know, you could drop a knife on it and it's not going to cause any trouble. Like, how do we get this product to work? 
And two ways they've sort of done that is they've made the backing a lot more durable. So you'll hear a lot about like stone core products. And with stone core products, you're basically getting, in, you know, when, if you think about laminate, there's sort of that MDF backing where it's made of like fiberboard, whereas right. stone core is uh, more based around having a, a, a mixture of stone-based products to make it a really hard backing. And that's sort of helped from the durability issues. And I'm making it sound like this is a new product now, although we're going back, you know, five, six, seven years now where this product was introduced. It's not like it just came out this spring or anything. Um, and the second way they've done that is there's a really good product that's a loose lay vinyl, where it's basically vinyl plank that doesn't need to be clicked together at all. So it just lays, it's, it's a thicker product and it's fairly heavy. It just lays on the floor and holds itself in place essentially. And you lay these down and you wouldn't know the difference between a click together floor and this loose product, but both are extremely durable. Uh, they, they work really well in a lot of different environments and depending on, you know, your use case at home, it could work out really well for you. So that's sort of a way that the technology and the luxury vinyl has changed over time. Uh, and to make it a bit more of a better product, a longer lasting product, something that can really deliver for consumers. Right. Is there one product that's kind of taken off at the moment that everybody wants? It might be the Yeah, I would vinyl. say the stone core luxury vinyl is, is the one. Like that seems to be, uh, it, it's just such a great product. There's so many, it crosses off so many boxes and use cases. Um, that's probably the one that's, that's doing the best in terms of uh, price point for, for what the consumer is getting. So it seems to be that, I would say that's probably one of our most popular products. Yeah. And, and people are still putting down hardwood and softwood in the, in their homes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hardwood, you know, it's just as popular as ever. The problem, you know, with hardwood, as everybody knows, you can't use it in every use case. You can't get it. Wet. Humidity has to be perfect. You really have to have a climate controlled home. Uh, it's not as durable. So if you're putting um, pets on your floor, it's going to, just know that it's going to, you know, wear a little quicker than anything else. So, I mean, it's still a popular look. Lots of people love to get hardwood, but yeah, it's, it's a much different um, durability factor and, and cost as well. Like wood isn't cheap. Yeah. So what you'll find is, you know, getting that look is very expensive uh, and it's not as durable. So a lot of the synthetic products like the laminates and the luxury vinyl uh, tend to do a little better. So, and the other thing too, that most people maybe haven't realized is laminate and luxury vinyl have come along, uh, you know, in terms of their look and feel. So there are some products that are a more premium product that you can actually run your hand across and it feels like a piece of wood. It's got a level of embossing in it um, that makes it seem a lot more like a hand scraped wood uh, or uh, the, the prints on the uh, actual laminate and tree vinyl will be so diverse. You're not going to see the same five boards over and over again because they have more uh, varied look. You can actually get really close to the wood look now where people may not even be able to tell the difference on some of the higher end products. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, because sometimes I remember sort of sitting looking, and then you look at the at the patterns, and then the patterns start to repeat. <laughs> but that doesn't happen as much anymore. That's cool. Um, well, and what about too, I, oh, I will say this: when I was doing my own DIY installation, I was very aware of that because I've been in homes before, and you look at the pattern on the floor. And you can see that that board's the same as that board as that one. They're beside each other and everything. So I was very uh, aware of when I was putting down my laminate flooring. I'm like, I want to make sure the patterns don't repeat in a way that's too recognizable. And it was actually a lot easier than I thought because the boards are so diverse. It really allows you to like let out. And I can't remember exactly how many I had, uh, but it was like 14 to 16 boards or something where they all had different patterns. It's very, the, the, the that were the same were so far apart, you wouldn't even be able to tell. So that's come a long way as well. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's what's so interesting when you go to end of the roll about how how far this technology has come. So, Mark Basie, uh, thanks for talking to us. Always uh, always a pleasure, and uh, enjoy that project. I'm sure you will for the next many many years. <laughs> and thanks for talking to us. All right, thanks, Martin. Mark Basie from End of the Roll. You can go to endoftheroll.com, see their new logo. They've got nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, um, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the COVID vaccine and, uh, and, and some of the stories about the vaccine and how they, they got started. That's coming up when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Here's an interesting fact. Every day, YouTube streams a billion hours of content on its site. Every single day, there's a billion hours of content going out on YouTube. Well, that total got slightly smaller this past Wednesday when YouTube, which is owned by Google, announced that they would take down any video on the site that presents any anti-vaccine misinformation. And it's not just the COVID vaccine. Uh, it also uh, includes any content that alleges vaccines cause chronic health effects or contain misinformation on the substances in vaccines. And the history of the anti-vaccination movement uh, kind of goes back probably as far back as there have been vaccines. Uh, the recent history of vaccines go, goes back to England at the end of the 1700s. Edward Jenner used the stuff. Now, this is lovely. He used the stuff that he took from cowpox pustules as a way to protect humans from smallpox. But vaccines really go back further than that. There is some evidence that the Chinese used a similar smallpox inoculation as early as the year 1000. It was apparently done in Africa and Turkey before it spread to Europe. But it was Edward Jenner's innovation in England to create immunity to smallpox, which became widespread over the world. And eventually, as they made more advances to the process, it meant that smallpox was completely eradicated in human beings. But even as the smallpox vaccine picked up steam in England at the beginning of the 1800s, there were still a lot of people against it. The reasons were varied, a mistrust of science. Some people refused it for religious reasons and some political. They felt their personal liberty was being violated. In the U.S. at the beginning of the 1900s, there were all sorts of mandates for getting uh, the smallpox vaccine. For example, in the United States, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, all city residents had to be vaccinated by law. Henning Jacobson didn't want to get the jab in 1902, and the city of Cambridge filed criminal charges, and his case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they ruled against Henning Jacobson and said that the state could enact compulsory laws to protect the public. The decision established what became known as the, quote, reasonableness test in law. The government had the authority to pass laws that restricted individual liberty if those restrictions, including the punishment for violating them, were found by the court to be a reasonable means for achieving a public good. And a more recent example of vaccine controversy happened in 1998. A British doctor, Andrew Wakefield, alleged that the MMR vaccine, that's measles, mumps, rubella, needed more study because of a possible relationship with, among other things, autism. 
Well, the media jumped on that story and it caused a lot of fear for parents who had little kids and they obviously didn't want their little kids to get autism. It's all since been debunked. The journal Lancet that originally published Wakefield's work retracted the paper. They say there was some bad science in there. Uh, and after, after a bunch of uh, reports were published, he lost his medical license in the UK. They accused him of committing scientific fraud. And uh, a large number of research studies have been conducted um, to assess the safety of that measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, and none of them have found a link between the vaccine and autism. And that brings us to where we are now with YouTube saying this past week, they don't want to be part of vaccine misinformation. This is Vancouver Consumer. We're here every Saturday from two to four. Thanks to our producer, Jonathan Chung. I'm Martin Strong. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.